this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the hindus in focus podcast with me amit barua your host for this episode the issue of prohibition has always been a contentious one in india 5 years ago the state of bihar imposed total prohibition a policy that reportedly got chief minister nitish kumar votes from women electors reports of illicit liquor deaths have been coming in regularly from bihar since the prohibition policy was imposed around diwali as many as 40 persons died from drinking illicit liquor in the districts of samastipur gopalganj and west champaran should there be a total ban on liquor do bans help or turn people to drinking more dangerous forms of liquor when the world is moving towards legalizing drugs like marijuana why are indian states banning the sale of liquor i have with me today nikhil de founder member of the mazdoor kisan shakti sangathan a group that has been engaged with the issue of prohibition and works in the state of rajasthan welcome to in focus nikhil hi thanks very much for having me nikhil my first question to you how do you view the recent illicit liquor deaths in bihar in the backdrop of the total prohibition policy imposed by chief minister nitish kumar yeah so illicit liquor deaths definitely go up when there is total prohibition because illicit liquor production goes up and this is very unfortunate and i think the hindu has reported that there have been about 90 liquor deaths this year illicit liquor related deaths but i think prohibition has is a very complex issue particularly in a country where there's a lot of poverty and it has many aspects and facets to it so none of them can be looked at in isolation and i think the question is what is the objective to what extent is that objective being met what are the costs and what are the benefits i think all of this needs to be seen and they cannot be seen even these factors change from time to time for instance total prohibition seems to have a dramatic positive effect immediately after it's brought in but as criminalization and criminal gangs and bootlegging mafia come into place that aspect starts to grow and so it is i don't think there is it has easy solutions at all issues of alcoholism of abuse of women of drunken driving of various things that come the various ills that come with alcohol particularly overconsumption of alcohol i think each one of these factors need to be looked at together and need to be looked at over a long term in a long term sense and need to be looked at together with many other things prohibition cannot be a lone factor it cannot be a magic wand so any measure of control has to also come with actually seeing alcoholism as a disease and treating that disease for the numbers of people who are alcoholics banning uh, nikhil also means criminalizing such behavior so uh, does that help in the long run in your view yeah so <laughs> criminalizing is a big problem to my mind because drinking alcohol is not a criminal act the effect of alcohol drinking or excessive consumption of alcohol may lead to criminal activity banning may also lead to the opening up of a lot of other criminal activity so i think alcohol needs to be looked at in a far more 
in a far wider and more mature sense. It needs to be seen not as a criminal problem, but as a problem that it there are aspects, social aspects of it, which really do cause immense social harm, in particular to women. And that's why it's not just a question of popularity. I think often governments do it just for popularity. But I think women themselves are really determined, really unhappy, really fed up, fed up with the violence, fed up with the money going out of their homes, particularly poor working class women, fed up with facing children who are being led in a way that follows in an alcoholic parent's footsteps, father's footsteps. And they come with very clear intent. And therefore, I think one needs to start with understanding that we have to certainly take up the issue, take up their problems and take it up with them in the forefront. So just banning it is not enough. Obviously, even for women, it's not good for them to have their alcoholic husbands go and consume hooch. And whether or not they die of hooch, even consume illicit liquor and come home and do the same things as they were doing before. So that could never be the intention of women. But if along with whatever means of control, and there should be some means of control that they themselves determine, along with that, if there can be rehabilitation, counseling, alcohol addiction, dealing with violence in a very firm way and all the criminalization that takes place also amongst those who consume alcohol and engage in criminal activity. And criminal activity includes domestic violence. I think there, that holistic approach is extremely important. So I, I think the debates are very, very, very immature, actually, most of our debates, because on the one hand, there is, it has been proven. I mean, if, if they, it were to be some kind of magic wand that if you were to just have total prohibition, states like Gujarat have had it for decades and other states have had it more recently. If you were to have total prohibition and that if you were to expect it to work, then it would be a different matter. But it over a period of time, it doesn't. At the same time, I think, Amit, one needs to understand that there is a lot of benefit that has come with total prohibition as well, to Bihar as well. Just the figures that one has seen from studies, I must say that I personally am not a votary of total, total prohibition, but one must read, there were reports that were, I mean, there, were, there are a couple of reports, the National Family Health Survey has reported that almost from a third of men who were drinking, the number, it came down to 15.5%, so 15% to after the ban. Now, that means those 15% are still drinking illicit liquor somehow or getting their hands on liquor. But it also means that it's come down by half, which is a dramatic amount. And along with that, there are figures from the National Crime Bureau which say that since the liquor ban, 37% of Cases of violence and crime rate have come down and 45% against women. So those are also things to be seen. Now, how long that will last, it depends. How fast will this other entire network of illicit liquor come in? How much will that have? What will the fallouts and spin-offs of that illicit liquor and that mafia be? Uh, these are all things that need to be studied. 
but and in that same period actually crimes against women all over the country went up so there is a definite benefit those are things also that we need to understand mind you i am saying that one does i feel that there are perhaps better ways to deal with this whole issue so that you are watching out for what are the ills of one particular measure looking at it co- at, at its costs and benefits and working with the people who are most negatively affected to find out that is something really working for them or not and how best can it work nikhil uh, the hindustan times newspaper reported recently that nearly 25% of the total pending cases in lower courts in bihar and 20% in the high court are prohibition related cases in 2019 the patna high court inquired from the nitish kumar government how it proposed to deal with these cases apparently 74 special courts were to be set up but these are not yet functional so what does one do with all these practical issues yeah so i think that's what i say that this rather than this idea of total prohibition because these are the spin-offs and fallouts that have a very unfortunate side to them uh, the figures that i have show that there are about 120000 cases that are there and um, a large majority of them actually that's 67% are from sc and st and other backward class communities so it hits the poorer people they get criminalized they go into these cases they get caught the patna high court has an issue but each individual home that's so many so 90 people have died and of course deaths are terrible and i think deaths also need to be there are many sides again need to be evaluated has drunken driving come down has have deaths due to alcoholism come down deaths due to illicit com- consumption of alcohol of course will go up when there is prohibition and issues like this that rather than look at a court approach and putting everyone in jail i think there needs to be a much greater emphasis on de-addiction on people being put in camps and and actually proper wherever there is domestic violence on having support for the women in those homes and the children in those homes and for making sure that this is a program that this is an issue that is dealt with not as a criminal issue but as a social psychological and health issue because not everyone obviously is susceptible to becoming an alcoholic and those who are need to be got off it that is real liberation and that is a state a welfare state that takes the right measures so it's something that definitely this is a good time for instance in a state like bihar to examine it and <clears throat> a good time for a state like bihar to see <clears throat> something like gujarat which has had prohibition since 1960 i know that there's a lot of um, illegal trade in liquor from rajasthan to gujarat so there is it's a question of learning from experience as well to see what measures can be undertaken Nikhil can you tell uh, our listeners about how your organization has dealt with the problem of liquor consumption in Rajasthan Yeah so I belong to a peasant and workers organization called the Mazdoor and Mazdoor Kisan Shakti Sangathan we operate from in a rural area we work in a rural area in central Rajasthan 
actually a set of women from a panchayat called Kachabli came up and uh, there, I mean, we've been working for 35 years and for 35 years, as all people who work in rural areas know, women in particular keep raising issues of shutting down alcohol shops in their area. They find that many of their men folk who are alcoholics find it very easy to go out. They sell their bartans. These are popular things that are said, but it's true. They literally sell the clothes off their back to get alcohol because they're desperate and because it's available close by, they get it. They indulge in great degree of domestic violence. There is violence in the poverty that that alcohol brings to those homes that are already economically vulnerable. And so these women found that in the Excise Act, there was a provision that if people in a panchayat or a ward, municipal ward area, did not want alcohol sold in their area, they could ask for a referendum. Now, that's a very unique measure. So in response to your question, Amit, we are an organization who raises issues based on what people themselves perceive to be an important issue and then work with them to see what is a solution. That's how the organization came upon the right to information through people's concern with not getting minimum wages and not getting access to their records, how they came up with the Employment Guarantee Act through people's concern with not having employment, particularly during drought and periods of crisis. And similarly on alcohol, women over and over again in the early 90s in a panchayat called Sangavas, they worked very hard to close down illicit liquor shops in the area. Those were illicit liquor shops that they were closing down. And they found out that under the name of legal alcohol sales, there was a huge amount of there, there was a huge amount of other alcohol that was being sold illegally by those very same people who were supposed to do legal sales. So even the legal sales of alcohol is a big racket. So they, these women in this panchayat called Kachabli in 2016 said that there is a provision where we can write in, 20% of us can write in asking for a vote, a referendum, to say we don't want sales in our area. And then they called us. We, they were not very far from us and they called us. And along with us and them, we worked. They called many other people, not just us. And we worked to see how does this work. And so they wrote in. So it's a very lengthy exercise by the people of that panchayat. It was not only women, a few men joined in. But they created this atmosphere that the sale of liquor just in every neighborhood is really ruining homes, our livelihood, our economy, our society. And we don't want sales in our area. So in that panchayat, they wrote in and lo and behold, more than 25% people did that signature. That has to be examined by the SDM. So the SDM comes and verifies it. And so there are some people who are absent that day. So he still has to be able to verify 20% signatures. And then it's his duty to call for a vote. Now, often that vote is not called for in time. So a lot of pressures but has to be put. And the excise department and the government is not keen on this at all because it undermines their main, the government gets revenue from liquor sales and the excise department is the agency that does that. But people's pressure put it in that, put that pressure. And in that panchayat, there was an extraordinary exercise and 
we have found since then there have been five times that this process, six times that this process has taken place. And in that panchayat, the women primarily, because they were the ones leading it, but the panchayat did, with more than 90% of the votes, pass a referendum, votes polling, pass a referendum to stop liquor sales. Now, what happens as a result of that, and that's since 2016, because so many women are involved, because it's so much of a battle, they are now watching. They are watching to make sure that there is no illegal, illicit liquor produced in their panchayat. They are make sure that there is no one selling, even though the government has, by law now, it cannot ask for anyone to bid for opening a shop in that particular panchayat area. And then many of the things, because the last two days there have been comments on WhatsApp and media and Twitter while this vote has been going on where people say, but of course they'll sell from a neighboring panchayat. Yes, they will, but at least it's not in every neighborhood. And the neighboring panchayat, we found out. So gradually it has built around in that area, panchayat by panchayat, not, not a whole lot. In the last five years, there are five panchayats, but it has raised awareness about all the ills of alcoholism. It has increased the power and strength and energy of the women. It's incredible to see them, I think, through your podcast, people who are interested. I think we should give them the contacts. We can send them videos and we can send them the provisions because this is perhaps a far better way than total prohibition, which is a top-down kind of populist measure without all the supportive structures. And even here, we need to do a lot of work, all of us collectively, to make sure that along with this, there are de-addiction centers that are opened up, that women who still face problems from alcoholism are able to get some kind of support from psychiatrists, psychologists, from the rest of society. But even the excise department says that there is no doubt that consumption of liquor has gone down in these panchayats. Even though people, the people have to go much further to buy their liquor, it does not criminalize the possession or consumption of alcohol. It just simply stops liquor sales in one particular geographical area. And that helps. It doesn't solve the problem altogether, but it certainly helps. And it helps create an atmosphere where focus is put on the problems of alcoholism and the very, very great problems that women face. Last thing I'd like to say, Amit, it is, is it is democracy. After all, if it weren't to work, women themselves may be able to say to hell with this method. But so far, what we have seen over the last five years is that they have kept at it. There was one panchayat, Mandavar, very interesting, very close by also, which called for a vote which got through the period of verification because that's a very tough exercise. People often sign and they're not available for the verification. And then when it came to the vote, it became a situation that because the group that had asked for this vote was opposed to the Sarpanch and the Sarpanch, so the two groups said, if you will vote in favor of the referendum, we will vote against it. And as a result, result the referendum failed. But the women of that panchayat said, this is, we are not going to fall prey to your politics. And they refused to allow anyone that there, there was a bid for liquor sales in that area. That person was not allowed to get anyone's home or land from where they could sell. The women put extraordinary pressure on them, not the men, the women. And then when they set up a shop in some public land, they refused to let anyone go near that shop to buy and therefore, that person found no sales in the year and 
no one is bid in that panchayat so that panchayat has enforced its own ban in its own way because and today if they were to do a vote so it's been a very very interesting thing that vote itself requires 51% on the voting list so it requires a lot of mobilization because there are people who have migrated out there are others so you need a large turnout beyond 51% and you need enough people voting so that more than 51% vote in favor so in this current vote that took place referendum that took place in marar yeah can you just tell us about this vote in uh, barar panchayat yeah barar on the 13th of november so can you tell us something a little bit about the village and uh, you know if you could describe to us the, the kind of uh, mood that you might have seen or your colleagues may have seen and plus uh, what were the numbers in the actual referendum Barar Panchayat, interestingly, Amit, is three kilometers from where the headquarters of the MKSS is. MKSS is headquartered in a tiny village called Devdungri, and which has just 40 homes. And we used to actually be part of Barar Panchayat. But now Barar, we are part of a different panchayat because Barar is kind of a bigger panchayat. Barar has also a history where its verification exercise was done in a very big hurry and it failed. So people were very disappointed. But that's again, so uh, it took them a year and a half to come back with another verification where they said this time we will not just get 20% people to sign, we will get 40% people to sign. Because then when the SDM comes in, he will make sure that even if there are half the people not there who have signed, at least 20% people will have signed and we will get through that verification phase. So they did get through that and then the administration was refusing to call for the vote so that requires because there's no deadline for the vote so it required huge pressure they put pressure they put pressure also on the mla the mla has actually played a very big role he's a ruling party congress party mla uh, he played a role he came in and he said this is an issue beyond politics and the people of this village want to do it in the meanwhile barar had become two panchayats barar and hamalaki where because it's, it was a large panchayat it had split so both panchayats had to vote because the the right in ref, the right in demand came from the composite population so this time, what was needed was about 2,800 votes to make 51% of those two panchayats. You would have had to have 2,800 odd votes saying in favor of the referendum. That's also a little bit of a confusion because you have to say vote yes for no. You're voting yes to say we don't want alcohol. And there's no symbol on it. It's a yes and no on the ballot. But it's a proper vote. If you see some of the photographs or the videos, you see just like there's a proper polling booth, the SDM is on duty, the police are on duty, there has to be a distance from the polling area, there are long lines and huge queues came. People came for two days, there was campaigning, the MKSS also worked with the women, the women invited everyone to come and said this is not a party issue, it's beyond that, we want civil society, we want everyone else. So what were the numbers like, Nikhil? 3,600. Out of that, 3,261 people, which is 90.5% of those voting, voted in favor of a ban on liquor sales. 146 people voted against, which was 4% only voted against. And 193 votes were disqualified. That's quite overwhelming, the numbers. Massively overwhelming. 
Right. So what does that tell you, this, this huge number? So it, it tells you two things, that this is, number one, something that people really want, and even the men who are drinking, and even others who may not be alcoholics, recognize that this is a felt need. And it tells you another thing, that these are not women asking for total prohibition, at least not now. So they are simply saying, keep this out of our area. And of course, they would not, they would like those who are alcoholics to stop that, but that has to come. And it's saying a third thing. Barar, as I mentioned to you, has been through two phases. They've kept at it. It's not a flash in the pan effect. It's not a one day vote. It's a long sustained process and they've kept at it. And they've been energetic about it and committed about it and they've been at it. So it tells me, if we go back and compare it with the earlier question, that here is a very good people-based method. It's a great method of governance as well. Uh, obviously, you cannot have a referendum on something that's unconstitutional. But I think we need as a society to think about our social sanction for alcohol drinking. Those of us who have, yeah, those of us who don't have a problem with alcoholism in our homes, we must understand that there are many homes that do have a problem. And it's not... If we have social sanction against drugs, if we have social sanction against other addictive things like gambling, then even alcoholism needs to be dealt with in a way that you can't uh, say that this is some great desirable thing. And it is not equivalent to saying you cannot eat meat or you cannot that you're, you're laying a sanction for food habits. There is a social impact an ill effect of alcoholism. So I think that what it tells us here is here was an entire panchayat led by women who are running homes in very poor homes, who are going on Narega works and running their home just with that, crying out to say, we need help and we need help from a government. And another, another very interesting part, Amit, of this debate was that, you know, why is the government one hand, there's one, on the one hand, there's a question of prohibition. But on the other hand, when government sells alcohol, it can sell alcohol in a restrictive fashion. And here, the panchayat is actually restricting it. Or it can sell alcohol so that it opens up a number of points so that its revenues go up. And there is a huge revenue amount. There's a huge revenue loss in Rajasthan, uh, in Bihar as well. I believe something to the tune of 5,000 crores. So... Where does that money go, that 5,000 crores? That's what people were asking. It was go it's going towards your salaries. It's going towards that payment rather than going towards alcohol control uh, or going towards something that is going to benefit us. So at, at every point, actually, the women had a very mature set of arguments with which they said, we just don't want the sales here. And we are determined to win this vote. And even though there was a barrier that came in the way, we will overcome that barrier and we will keep at it and we will get rid of it. And now the legal provision is that if alcohol is to be sold there again, it's not this ban, this ban on sales in that area carries on until there is an opposite referendum which says, no, we want sales reopened. It is so it, it really depends on democracy. Nikhil Day, we'll have to leave this here for this episode. Thank you so much for joining the Hindus In Focus podcast. Thanks so much, Amit. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, 
and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.